Good morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. It's Thursday the 13th of October and I am with Paul Rankin. It's David Scribbins speaking on behalf of Andrew Monk. Paul, how are you? I am fine, thank you, fine. And the sun is out. It's looking like a good day today. The sun is out? Where are you? Are you in some foreign country? It was absolutely hosing <laughs> it down this morning. That's what South London is at the moment, so... Well, fair enough. Anyway, to the point. Um, notice that um, uh, Cameco has made a bid to buy Westinghouse nuclear assets. Um, what's the sort of mood on that one? Well, yeah, interesting seeing that news came out essentially late Monday, early Tuesday. And uh, since then, the feedback, market feedback uh, is uh, coming back that uh, some investors like it, other investors don't like it uh, the, from the uh, uh, comments I've been seeing is it doesn't look like it would be that great for shareholders in the shorter term, but because these are such substantial and long established uh, assets that Westinghouse has had in the nuclear industry, uh, that it's probably beneficial for Cameco in the longer term. So if you're looking to consolidate, if Cameco is looking to consolidate its uh, position in the nuclear uh, industry uh, across its value chain, uh, then uh, the, it makes good sense uh, for uh, them to take this uh, on. And certainly Brookfield as a private equity investor would be a willing seller uh, while the um, uh, marketplace is uh, on the uh, trending upward in, in sentiment for uh, uranium assets. So it, it should work out for them. Yeah, well, I, I do see Cameco being sort of the longer term play, if you will, in that industry. So, you know, the one that so it would make sense strategically over the long term. Anyways, um, <clears throat> perhaps moving on to AIM quoted uh, Sarabi, the production looked like it was, you know, ahead of the run rate for their annual production guidance. Um, and um, how are things going for them? <clears throat> Yes, uh, Sarabi Gold, the Brazilian gold uh, producer listed on AIM, third quarter, 2,600 tons of higher grade Coringa mine development ore was moved over to the Palito milling facility where the operating mine is, and it added 570 ounces to the total of 8,500 ounces uh, recovered in this uh, current quarter, uh, which was uh, up about 100 ounces, a uh, little over from the prior quarter. Uh, year to date, the production uh, is at 24,000 ounces. And as you say, that's ahead of the run rate uh, for their guidance of 30,000 ounces for the year. So uh, more or less talking about uh, what kind of development progress they're making and what kind of drilling uh, uh, results they've been getting from uh, uh, Coringa and uh, Polito both. Uh, the interesting thing too is they have a new uh, vein uh, that they're uh, now pursuing development on at Polito as well. Uh, that's called the Zonta vein and it shows uh, uh, results of high grades over narrow widths of uh, half and a meter to a, um, 1.2 meters grading between 12 and 60 grams gold on the Zonta drilling so far. So uh, they will be trying to add that into the Polito mine mix uh, here as they go forward. Cash balance at the end of the September quarter was uh, 10 million, uh, which is about flat from where it was at the end of the June quarter. Yeah, no, I, I noted that. Um, another name that maybe is worth touching on um, is um, Kenmare Resources. 
um, Ilmenite production was up and interesting to see also that uh, shipments are up as well. So uh, your, your thoughts on Kenman? Yes, uh, the, they have uh, improved their uh, production profile here in these latest uh, uh, quarterly results uh, on the trading, I should say a trading update for the quarter ended the 30th of September. That uh, was Ilmenite production, though, was down by about 3% uh, on uh, the <clears throat> period, uh, as opposed to uh, some numbers which came back uh, at uh, uh, for heavy mineral uh, cons. Uh, so um, we would say that zircon production with the increase of 10%, though, was uh, helping to offset those particular uh, uh, trip ups in other places and they do have the big transport shipment vessel back uh, from uh, its maintenance uh, work that was done so they think that their Q4 will probably be the most best of the year for both uh, shipments and production going forward. They think their operating cost uh, guidance uh, will be at the top end of the range uh, because of the inflationary pr pressures they're seeing uh, across uh, some of their consumables and so forth. So it's a mixed uh, set there, but relatively steady. And uh, I would say, uh, well, let's see what Q4, let's see if they can deliver for Q4 and that the prices stay high. Okay. Um, so unless there's any other things that you'd like to uh, bring to our attention, I think we perhaps will close it here. Is there anything else you'd like to add? A real quick statement here. The dual listed Artemis uh, came out with a first uh, compliant open pit resource for their uh, Carlo uh, copper gold uh, cobalt project in West Australia. And uh, that looking uh, uh, very good, actually, I would say, uh, with... Uh, uh, numbers coming back with uh, about uh, seven and a quarter million tons at 2.4 grams gold equivalent and an underground resource that creates about one and a half grams, uh, one and a half million tons at three grams gold uh, for 146,000 ounces and the open pit 557,000 ounces. So um, because the, the, uh, it, I, the resource is open in multiple directions and there is an uh, unused mill within trucking distance. I think uh, there's definitely uh, some significant upside remaining in the Carlo Castle uh, project. Great. I think we'll, we'll, we'll call it a day there. Thank you very much, Paul, and um, have a good day to all. Very good. Very good.